Hey, this is Double J, Jeff Jarrett, WWE Hall of Famer, and you're listening to the My One Two Three Cents Podcast. It's my personality to be jittery. It's part of my charm. Wrestling fans, are you ready? It's time for my one, two, three cents of the podcast on the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network. Give me the hell yeah! Now, here's your host. The man is also a very long, dear, personal friend of mine. Does the guy have a name? Yes, he has a name. Kevin Huntsberger. Woo! Kevin! You're stupid. Hey friends, welcome to episode 482 of the My One Two Three Cents podcast. Admittedly, this is a show I thought I was going to be doing solo. I did not think Chad would want to talk about Taylor Swift, about uh, the NFL. Well, maybe not the NFL, but uh, Travis Kelsey, the Super Bowl, all of that. It's happening this weekend. We are recording on Saturday, the day before, so we don't know how things are going to end, even though you... If you're part of the conspiracy theorists that think that the whole thing is scripted and that uh, the Chiefs are going to win, we don't know. So putting that out there first, but we're recording this for a couple of reasons. Yes, we're jumping on the Swifty bandwagon. And two, uh, it is uh, Valentine's Day week. So Valentine's Day is Wednesday, of course. The show will drop on Monday morning, bright and early. So uh, we encourage you to check it out, listen, download, share, leave a review, whether it's on YouTube or whatever podcasting app you listen to. Now that I've got that out of the way, Chad Smart is here with us. And Chad, before we get into our uh, Taylor Swift wrestling WWE AEW talk, let's talk about current stuff. You know, uh, the past week or so, I think the Vince McMahon controversy has simmered. And I'm not saying that that's not going to flare up again and, and, and be minimized. We're not minimizing that at all. But I uh, really want to talk about product information and stuff. Uh, let's start off with WWE. Of course, they held the big WrestleMania press conference on Thursday. I was on the road most of the day Thursday. Um, the road to WrestleMania? I was not on the I wish I was on the road to WrestleMania. I was on the road to getting my arm checked out, which uh, I, I, I'm going to be okay. I'm, I'm fine. I will not need any kind of surgery, maybe some physical therapy, but I digress. Uh, but I'm saying all that to say is I was not in tune with social media, and it wasn't until after 10 o'clock Central Time that I got home and saw what actually happened at the press conference. And um, I'm a little surprised because I think I did buy into, I got caught up in the wave of everybody thinking that Roman was, or uh, that Cody was going to end up facing, or I'm sorry, that Roman was going to end up facing The Rock at WrestleMania. And we've learned now that that's not the case. Now, there are those conspiracy theorists out there who say that claim that- It's Taylor Swift's fault, yes. That it's Taylor Swift's fault. But that the, the whole- that wasn't the plan that that they they called an audible and they changed it i'm in the belief that this was the original intent this was the story going forward i can't imagine they would completely shift gears on the biggest storyline some would say in wrestling history versus uh you know just to appease the fan base so what are your thoughts Mm, well my first thought would be do you remember wrestlemania 30 I do, but I'm saying that to say I, I do think WrestleMania 30 was a shift, but this whole thing happened in a matter of two weeks. I don't know that they would shift gears that quick and change the story that quick 
I don't know that it was ever intended to be Roman versus the rock at WrestleMania, but you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know either. So my theories are, are going to be conspiracy theories because I prefer to live in that world of conspiracy. You know, Bigfoot exists, Loch Ness Monster is real, and well, the government's proven that aliens exist as well. Yeah. But I, if this was the plan, I don't think they've done it well. Okay. And that's mainly because having Cody win the Rumble and then come out on SmackDown and say, I'm stepping away. And, you know, The Rock is going to take over. And then Cody comes out like the following week and says like, oh, no, this is, you know, this is BS. I'm taking my, it's like the shift is too dramatic, too drastic in such a short time to make me think that. And, you know, part of me would say also maybe it is planned because allegedly at Raw in St. Louis on Monday, WWE was handing out, we want Cody signs. Mm -hmm. To make it seem like that. In that regard, I did watch the press conference on Thursday, yeah. and I was shocked more at the lack of "We Want Cody" chance. Mm-hmm. Now, I, if this was expected to be kind of like the follow up to the Yes movement, where the fans are dictating what they want, mm-hmm. I mean, it was pretty. I would say pretty evenly split between "We Want Cody," "We Want Rock." You know, we want Snooky. I don't, you know, it, the the ground and even watching SmackDown, you know, the night before we record this, there wasn't a huge, from what I saw in the first 75 minutes of the show, there was not a huge, we want Cody, you know, dominance like we saw with the Yes Movement, like even with, I think with Kofi Mania, you know, a few years ago. So... You know, and I've read reports that this was the plan that they wanted to make Cody look more like an underdog mm-hmm. and have him come out. I, you know, I don't know where we're going on this road risk. Where will what we'll end up with? Will it be a triple threat? Will it be the rock with uh, Roman with the rock in his corner? Will you know, rock be a special enforcer? I don't, I don't know what my takeaway from the press conference though was the tribal chief is bowing down to the rock because the rock was front and center. The rock was the main focus. And, you know, I, I mean, I think that could add a layer of intrigue into the whole bloodline feud. And as I said, on the last time that I was on the show, I think the bloodline feud overshadows the Cody story. And I don't think, you know, again, I, I don't think Cody Roman is, the way to go so and we're going to do a a wrestlemania show when we get closer to the event now we are i i looked at my calendar real quick here we have eight more raws eight more smackdowns and of course elimination chamber before we get to wrestlemania i think that like i said on uh, a, a youtube video that i i made earlier in the week there's still a lot of time for things to change and and you know unfortunately there's also time for injuries and things like that to happen too so even though we're seemingly on this Roman and and Cody path, we're not locking it in yet. I think I'm going to make a prediction now uh, as this show drops on February 12th, I am saying that somehow somewhere along the way, Roman is going to get screwed and come out of WrestleMania as the baby, as a baby face, not the Mm -hmm. baby face and SummerSlam we're going to get the tribal chief 
on the line match between Rock and Roman and Rock is going to be the heel mm. because I feel like the seeds have been planted for the Rock, you know, slapping Cody, the things he said on the Pat McAfee show, basically insulting the fans. Um, and I think the Rock, even though he's one of those guys that, yeah, I would love to sit down and, and have a beer with, I also think he can be an asshole. And I think that he will play that up. Um, and especially if he's going to be around and, and be a part of, of TKO. I don't think he has to wrestle uh, at WrestleMania. I think Cody, I, I think, I hope Cody finishes the story one. So we move on and get to mm -hmm. something else. But also I think that, uh, cause I had read a report a long time ago that somebody thought somebody was predicting that Roman is going to end up being, getting a face turn out of the mm -hmm. whole bloodline thing. And I think like you just said, rock was front and center the other night at the at the press conference so to me i that's where i'm at right now I, I don't know obviously none of us know where where we're headed but uh i i don't think we need the title on the line between mm -hmm. rock and roman like you said it's it's the tribal chief stuff um there's no reason for roman to beat hulk hogan's record because it's third place you know what i'm saying who who cares about third place um, so I, I hope Cody wins just for the sake of kind of putting some of this to bed and then furthering the story with rock and Roman and, and the bloodline. But then I also don't want the champion, you know, if, if it is Cody to kind of get lost in the shuffle. I feel like that kind of happened with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens when they beat the Usos for the tag team titles. And then that all kind of, you know, disintegrated or, or seemingly did so. So well, yeah. And in that regard, real quick to tie this back into the Super Bowl. So the, the San Francisco 49ers are mm -hmm. playing in the Super Bowl. Their mm -hmm. quarterback is Brock Purdy, who is Mr. Irrelevant, which are you familiar with that term? <laughs> of course. Uh, I mean, not just because in your life, but <laughs> in the, in the football sense, he was the last person drafted two or three years ago. So they call that person Mr. Irrelevant. Well, okay. I think in WWE, that nickname should be bestowed upon Seth freaking Rollins, mm. who, even though he is champion, has been had his legs cut out by Roman in his promos about how that title means nothing. Yeah, And even on that press conference, when Seth came out, by the time Cody and Roman and Rock came out, Seth might as well have been holding a microphone pretending to be Byron Sexton because no one cares about that title. No one cares about Seth Rollins at this point when in context of this feud. So, um, you know, if, if that is the workhorse championship, like I would even say that that title is below the intercontinental title at the moment, given oh. Gunther, you know, Gunther's reign of terror. Yeah. So huh, I was just throwing out the Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah. Line. I want to get a little <laughs> dig on Seth Rollins since, uh, you know, he he refused to take a photo with us at WrestleMania 28. That's the story I'm sticking to. 23, yeah, uh, the one that I'm sticking to. Um, yeah, it, it is an interesting uh, factor with him and, and being involved with this. And I, I wonder how much of that has to do with CM Punk's injury. Mm -hmm. Because they are scrambling, obviously, because I think a lot of people thought or assumed that we were going to get Punk versus Rollins and, mm -hmm. you know, Cody. Or, so... And that's where I said earlier, you know, we're eight weeks away still or, you know, about before we get to WrestleMania. So 
the injury bug can happen or, you know, whatever else is out there that, that could potentially uh, threaten matches and, and main events and, you know, all of this that's going on. Who would you pick for Seth Rollins to wrestle right now? Because there's not really, I, I've got, I'll, I'll say who I'm thinking. Uh, I think it should be Drew McIntyre. Um, yeah. I mean, with the way the story's going. With, yeah. yeah. I, and I would love to see Drew. I think Drew was another example of like what Cody did. And what Zack Ryder or Matt Cardona is doing currently, he left the machine and went out and made a name for himself, kind of on his own, self-made. Cody definitely self-made. Matt Cardona self-made. I know, uh, you know, back when when Drew did it, there wasn't an, as much of the indie scene, and he did get the rub in TNA and came back uh, better than ever. But then he wins the belt during the the you know COVID era. No one's there to to give him that WrestleMania moment. So I would love for Drew to kind of get some of that back and, and doing it four years later at, at this year's WrestleMania, even though you have said, and I think, and I don't disagree with you, the diminishment of the championship, because while I think maybe people view it as, well, Roman's putting down Seth and, you know, he's being a heel, he's really putting down the championship and then anyone that wrestles for or holds that title in the future. Yeah, I agree that, Roman's promos uh, at the press conference and on SmackDown have basically said like, that is just for people who can't beat me. And it's so whoever wins that title, then in the eyes of the fan, are they seen as lesser than because, you know, it is a title that was, was basically created because no one can beat Roman, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, real quick with the press conference too. speaking of CM Punk, he was there doing, um, like the round table discussion. Yeah. I don't know if you saw any of his clips. I did. Uh, after it was all over, after the rocket slapped Cody and mm-hmm. they went back to the table, Punk is like, like you know, you got to step up. Your, your boss slaps you. You, you got to punch it. And it was like basically everything that he was saying. If you know the backstory of AEW, it's like, okay, he's, you know, um, you know, we're just waiting for Jungle Jack Perry to come out and, you know, <laughs> But uh, I, yeah, I do think. Let me ask you this, though. Yeah. Do you think that is punk or is that WWE or is it a combination of both? I think it's punk. I think yeah. I think punk is smart enough to know and has enough self-awareness to, you know, know his know his story and the fans reaction. Yeah. And um, and I guess Big E was there, too. And I didn't catch the beginning of the show, but I did say that Big E said that he was just there to make sure CM Punk didn't get fined. And. Um, after that, I, you know, if neither while punk is out injured and whether or not big E comes back is able to come back or wrestle, or if he wants to, but I would buy into a commentary team of big E and, and punk. Really? Yeah. I'll have to go back and watch. Is, is it on the, did they stream that on the network or on Peacock? It's on the cock. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll have to get my cock out later and take a look. <laughs> Um, anything else you want to talk about on the road to WrestleMania? We're going to, and just as a preface, uh, I've actually done some planning ahead for the next several weeks. So next week here on the pod, we're going to talk, Chad's going to join me again. We're going to talk about authority figures since it is falling on president's day, more specifically, Tony Khan, should he become an authority figure more so than he is now? Uh, so we'll get into a a deeper conversation on AEW and, and things going on there. We're also going to talk about last matches coming up wrestlers who should have gotten a last match in light of Sting's last match coming up. And uh, of course, some of the other things going on. Music Mania is going to come back. 
Movie Mania will make a comeback. So things are uh, being planned and worked out mm -hmm. right now. And we want to hear your input as well. Let us know. What are your thoughts on authority figures in pro wrestling? Are they still relevant? We know, uh, you know, we've got Adam Pierce and uh, Nick Aldis uh, on the WWE side of things. Mm -hmm. uh, Scott Demore recently released from TNA. So we'll talk all about that next week's show. But uh, we want to hear your insight and get your opinions as well before we do that. Chad, anything else about WrestleMania current day stuff before we dive yeah. into our other talk? I mean, I'll ask now so that I don't forget when we get closer to Mania, but it was announced that The weekend has the theme song to WrestleMania for the fifth straight year. Wow. And my question to you is, can you name five songs by The weekend? No. Can and you name crazy. one song? I couldn't even spell The weekend correctly. So. <laughs> Uh, he did what what was uh what, what's the big song he's got it's like uh i, I could only, tell you the name of it i could sing it and i'm not uh, going to the only one i know is blinding lights because fozzy recently covered it on the jerry cruise uh, and there's video of that of people making fun of i mean if you want to sing it i'm sure you can do about as good a job as jericho was doing that night so I'd be curious to know, and I'm sure there's research out there or someone is in the know, how they come up with those uh, musical theme songs. And, and and part of Music Mania coming up is we're going to talk about commercial music's influence on pro wrestling and, and how, you know, Vince McMahon and, and later WCW and, and uh, I say Vince McMahon, WWF, WWE, uh, WCW, and then now even AEW, has turned to their own composers, so they own that music. So we're going to talk more about that on a future Music Mania in the next couple of weeks, too. So uh, be ready for that. Chad, it is Super Bowl weekend, as we mentioned. And as you're listening to this, the Super Bowl is behind us. Maybe you're... Wait, I got to stop you. Did you get permission from the NFL to use the term Super Bowl? Or are we going to have to say the big game? Oh, yeah. It's, FBOA it's lawsuit. It's it's on this email here, so okay. they, they okay. said it's okay. They said it's I'm okay. just looking out for you. I don't want yeah. uh, Clarence Mason to come in and have to. Yeah, I, I'll have to uh, call. Uh, yeah, my Clarence Mason to to get in here. <laughs> okay, I, I will. You, you do make a good point because there are legalities around the SB term, and I don't know what what is okay and safe to say on. I think um, it's promotion, more or less. Like that, that's what. I, so yeah, the cat or the. Uh, the write-up for this podcast will not have it in it, and I won't because I remember in the news, you know, there there mm -hmm. were restrictions where we couldn't say Super Bowl on on promos that we were doing. We'd have mm -hmm. to say the big game. So I'm waiting for the NFL to copyright the big game now, too, and then and take yeah, that. Well, away. and I think you should just say the NFL's WrestleMania. Yeah, there you go. And that's that is where I want to kind of draw the first comparisons. Uh, uh, did a a little bit of research, so. <clears throat> According to WWE's website, their press release um, in last year, and I'm just doing 2023 numbers, uh, last year's WrestleMania had a worldwide, and of course, this is a worldwide entity. And of course, uh, with WrestleMania, it's streaming. So it's more on, on demand where you can go back and look. And I don't know where they did the cutoff. I don't, this is not live viewers, but this was 500 million views worldwide of WrestleMania 39. Um, it also set... Uh, a gate record of 21.6 million. Chad and I were there for that. Um, and then a sponsorship record was set of over $20 million. Last year's Super Bowl, which was the Chiefs versus the Eagles, 
uh, 114.956 million um, people watched that. Um, and so, and I couldn't figure out all the sponsorship stuff. So they said it, it you know, the economic impact, of course, is great uh, for both WrestleMania and for um, the Super Bowl. That That's where, you know, when we were growing up watching WrestleMania, it was like, okay, it's in Indianapolis or it's in Chicago or it's in uh, Madison Square Garden. Um, and now cities, probably for the last 20 years, cities have have bid and, and, and tried to get it because of the economic impact. And now with it being two nights, you know, we've talked before about how WrestleMania kind of opens those doors for other indie promotions to come in. You know, you, when we went to that first WrestleMania in Chicago almost 20 years ago, we saw Ring of Honor and we saw, uh, did we go to any other indie shows? We, But there were other events going on. You know, no, I think, I mean, I think Ring of Honor was the only one that was running that weekend because that was before <laughs> the WrestleMania weekend really became <clears throat> WrestleMania right. week, basically. Yeah. Now, the NFL, I, I don't think it, it's as, obviously the Super Bowl is, is a big deal, but I don't think it becomes Super Bowl week, at least for, any fans, but yeah, it, yeah the XFL hasn't showed up yet to run games. <laughs> it's in Vegas. Are you, uh, are you, ha- have you ever thought about, you've talked about going to the Super Bowl before, haven't you? Yeah, I, I mean, I would like to attend a Super Bowl at some point, and I have yet to be, be to have, let me try that again. I have yet to have gone to anything at the Vegas football stadium. Um, so I would have liked to, but, um, once they announced Usher was the halftime performance, my interest kind of dropped because I would, you know, if, if I'm going to go, I want to see somebody that I want to see and yeah. that I'm familiar with. And I, again, I couldn't name you two Usher songs off the top of my head. Right. Um, you know, if the Dolphins ever make it there, uh, then I will pay whatever I have to to go see it because I know that will be my only chance to see the Dolphins in a Super Bowl. <laughs> um, the rest of the time, I'm going to be hanging out with Hootie crying in the corner because the Dolphins make us cry. Because they are not a good team. Um, but I mean, it's, you know, I've, I've got a couple of connections with people that work the NFL or work the Super Bowl. And so I've tried using those in the past. But, you know, right now, I think the cheapest ticket they said for to get into the stadium for the Super Bowl is like nine, ten thousand dollars Wow. So, um, yeah, that's, you know. And I think, you know, with Taylor Swift being there, it's driving the prices up because obviously she's going to be taking the first kickoff and probably celebrating on the field afterwards. And so people want to see that. But no, I would like to see a Super Bowl, but um, even though it's in Vegas, I will not be. I kind of wish, you know, I'd played it out better because AEW is in the Vegas suburbs tonight as we record for Collision. So. Would have liked to have gone up for that show, but the Super Bowl itself, it's two teams I don't really have an interest in. So, And you would have been on a first-name basis with everyone at that AEW show by the time it was over. So <laughs> that would uh, – no, I'm – cheap dig. I shouldn't have said that. <clears throat> uh-huh. So, you know, you mentioned Taylor Swift, and that's kind of the, the point of this week's podcast yeah. is – and I had originally pitched this to you as, you know, Taylor Swift dating a WWE superstar and, and how things would change. And, and I came up with this idea because um, my – and I still can't – I tell people this and they, and they kind of don't believe me, but my wife 
was not a football fan and she was not a Swifty. But for whatever reason, this Taylor Swift, uh, um, Travis Kelsey dynamic has made her a fan of both. And so, and not just of the Chiefs, although for the first time in our 32 years together, we have one of these in our house and she will wear this to the Super Bowl party that we're attending. It is a, for those listening, it is a uh, Fanatics Kansas City Chiefs jersey. Still a little bitter with Fanatics because they didn't accept my uh, application for affiliate ship, but I'm going to try again. But uh, I'm saying all that to say is there has been an impact. My son, who who wagers on things on, on uh, I think, DraftKings, DraftKings has even made a Swifties section for people to make wagers on games. Uh, we watch Monday Night Football here. We watch Sunday afternoons. You know, the games are on all day. So um, my wife listens to the New Heights podcast, which is the Kelsey Brothers, which is up for podcast of the year, I learned yesterday as as I sat and listened to it on the way there. And they have a great dynamic. And, and you know, there has obviously been an influence from Taylor Swift on the NFL. And I'm going to go through those numbers real quick too, specifically uh, after that first week or two in September, when, when we saw uh, uh, Travis or not Travis Scott Taylor Swift at, at the uh, chiefs game, Kelsey sales of jerseys went up 400%. Uh, the NFL set a record of uh, 17.9 million viewers on average uh, for this past season that tied the second highest average since they were being tracked back in 1995. And that 17.9 million is up 7% from the 2022 season. So obviously I'm not saying that she has been the golden goose, but there have been a lot of uh, people who are now watching this game that weren't watching before. Mm -hmm. And I think that she can be credited with some of that. So the question is, is, had she chose Roman Reigns, and I joke with my wife, I wish, and I know Roman's married, he's the example I use, though. I wish that Taylor Swift would have dated Roman Reigns because we'd be sitting here watching Raw instead of Monday Night Football. <laughs> we really wouldn't because we don't stream Raw or we don't have Raw on streaming yet. But next year at this time, we will. Yeah, but the difference is Travis shows up for every game. Roman shows <laughs> up like once every three months. So. That's true. That's true. That that is, a, that is a good point. But do you feel like a... a Celebrity like that, and Taylor Swift, I think, is in a kind of a league of her own uh, in the, in those terms because we have seen celebrity influence in wrestling. You know, I think Mike Tyson really spiced things up for the Attitude Era and kind of got WWE out of the doldrums that they were facing in, in 1998 and really kind of pulled the trigger on the Attitude Era. Could a celebrity's influence like that today in the personal life aspect of, of a superstar – whether AEW or WWE, hmm. could they make an impact, do you think? No pun intended. Yeah. Um, well, first off, let me get my Swifty credentials stated <laughs> out of the way. Uh, I have seen Taylor Swift in concert three times. Really? You didn't I did know, that? know that? Yeah. Yeah. The first time I saw her, I showed up the day of the show, got a seventh row seat on the floor for $70. Wow. This last tour, I couldn't get in the stadium for less than 1000 so, and, and the first time I saw her was at what was then Staples center, mm -hmm. which is, you know, a basketball arena. Yeah. And now she's playing football stadiums. So, wow. Yes. Um, but I say that, but I am not a, 
I would not consider myself a Swifty. Like, I think I have one of her albums on CD somewhere downloaded, but I don't know anything beyond the hit. And I don't think I've heard anything off the last three or four albums. Mm -hmm. Uh, But she puts on a really good show. And I would recommend anybody that, um, you know, has a chance to see her, go see her. The Eras Tour will be streaming on Disney Plus, not a sponsor, next month. So, oh, really? It in theaters, you can watch it there. And, um, but I do think, you know, I know there's a lot of um, news articles, internet articles, whatever, about people hating on Taylor Swift because of the NFL or her association mm-hmm. with him. And I don't know. From my vantage point, it's not, I don't, th- I mean, I think there are probably people that are hating on her because they're idiots, but. I think it's more of how the media has made Taylor Swift the focus of the NFL season mm-hmm. and, you know, where they have to cut, to, you know, every time Travis Kelsey does a play, they have to cut to her in the stands. You know, I don't know if, if they cut to Brittany Mahomes in the stands every time Patrick Mahomes makes a good play. Um, so I think, I think more of it is kind of the um, snake eating its tail focus of the media where the media creates a story and then tells talks about people complaining about what the story is, even though it's a fabrication made mm-hmm. by the media, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, personally, I do find that how many people I have seen wearing chief's gears or wearing, like, you know, you just brought up your wife is wearing Kelsey Jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw on Facebook, a friend of mine, her daughters are wearing let's go Taylor's boyfriend shirts. <laughs> it's that part scares me because of the influence that Taylor Swift has over people, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so like if she comes out and says, Hey, do X and people are like, yes, I will do it because Taylor says so. Uh, you know, if she starts telling me to drink Kool-Aid and move to Guyana, I'm going <laughs> to be really concerned. But as far as Taylor herself, I don't, I don't see a problem with her. I mean, I, I will be honest. I think this, the relationship is more promotional than legitimate because this Travis Kelsey has nothing in common with any of her previous boyfriends. Um, Well, maybe that's why they're previous boyfriends. And that could be true. And it could be something. And, you know, and he set out, you know, I remember hearing before they went public that they were dating, that he showed up at one of her concerts with a friendship bracelet with his phone number on it, that he was trying to get to her. Like, it just seems so stay, you know, kind of like, I mean, if someone showed up, if I was doing a show and someone showed up with their phone number on a bracelet trying to get to me, I think I would probably be more, cautious than anything but that's not true i would be like hell yes because i'm desperate <laughs> um don't tell my girlfriend <laughs> but you know it just like and and given all the publicity that the nfl has gotten it just it and i'm cynical so right right i don't you know i i think we'll see if the chiefs lose the super bowl how quickly that relationship fades out and how i mean i know Taylor just announced a new album coming out in a month. So that's not going to have the Travis Kelsey songs on it, but 
how soon till the next album with the tra- Travis Kelsey breakup songs. I don't know. I'm, I'm rambling here. What was your initial question? Yes, I picked the Chiefs by t- by 15 over the Niners. So, do you think though that you know? Because oh, yeah. One thing that I learned uh, actually before all of this started, uh, Jeff Jarrett, uh, when his kids were young, mm-hmm. and Jeff Jarrett lived in Nash or lives in Nashville or the Nashville area. Taylor was also in the Nashville area. Mm-hmm. She was, and there are pictures of it. Uh, she babysat the Jarrett yeah. daughters. Uh, back in the day I'm mildly surprised and maybe and maybe you know she's obviously a megastar now and and whatnot I'm surprised no one has tried to cash in on that celebrity or that connection in AEW uh, with Taylor and and actually Ethan Page was on Tony Schiavone's podcast a couple weeks ago and he said I wish that Wardlow would have would have asked Taylor Swift out instead of Travis Kelsey because I think even wrestlers tongue in cheek recognize kind of the the rub, so to speak, that that their company or their promotion or their you know the industry would get. You know, if this were Taylor Swift dating an AEW guy or a WWE guy, mm. it would be would the attention be there? You know, obviously with the NFL, the media is covering it and, and whatnot, and I still think that wrestling, especially with the whole Vince McMahon scenario right now, wrestling has that stigma to it is, is still. So would, would I, I guess, and, and this is going to be a knock against wrestling fans who are <laughs> mostly living in their mom's basement and bitching about what uh, is going on on WWE, but uh, those that do have significant others, you know, mm-hmm. you mentioned your girlfriend, my wife, uh, would they start watching or being more, uh, you know, involved or engaged yeah. in the show. If Taylor Swift were sitting in a box at raw and they would cut to her when say Austin theories, her boyfriend and, you know, Austin comes out and wins. Um, and, and I'll get to another question in a minute about celebrities who have dated superstars or been married to, but do you think that wrestling would, would go that direction? Because if she's dating a lower tiered guy, mm-hmm does that guy then start to get a rub or get a push because of that? You know, say, say instead of Samantha Irvin, Ricochet was dating Taylor Swift, you know, Ricochet's a great superstar, but you know, he's mid card at best. Would he be wrestling at WrestleMania? If the WWE thought more Swifties would, would buy tickets or come to the show. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's one of the differences between wrestling and other sports is you know, with Travis Kelsey, he's out there every other play or every other, you know, whenever the Chiefs have the ball. So let's say it, it, if a football game lasts three hours, he's probably on camera for a little over an hour. Mm-hmm. And so they can honestly talk to him. In wrestling, you know, if he's only out there during his match and if it's on Raw, you know, he may only be on TV for 15 minutes let's say so would they would it take away from everyone else on the show if taylor swift was there and they kept talking about taylor swift and cutting to taylor swift either in the crowd or you know in a luxury box um so i think i I think in that regard i don't think it would work Mm -hmm. for but i do think i do think if she was dating someone it Again, depending on how high profile the 
the the female is, or I guess male if they're dating a female wrestler. Yeah. You know, I think because we live in a celebrity driven world, unfortunately, yeah. that yes, you're going to get more attention. You know, I'm a, I say that, although, and you probably going to bring this up in a bit, but you know, well, I guess it also depends on if they go public with their relationship. Cause I was thinking when Dolph Ziggler was dating Amy Schumer, like, I don't think that news broke out until after the relationship. I was still over. can't believe that either, by the way, but <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, and Amy Schumer never showed up at, at a wrestling show as far yeah. as we know. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, really the only I'm trying to think, and it's not even dating related, but I'm trying to think of celebrities that have shown up at shows and it's, you know, at WrestleMania at SummerSlam, at your big shows, you'll see, sure. you know, and especially if they're here in LA, people yeah. will show up, but um, I don't know. It's interesting because I don't think. Well, the couple I was going to talk about is, yeah. is David Otunga and Jennifer Hudson. Uh, who? What? Did you say who? <laughs> I said who? Who? And that's my point, you know, because I, I feel like I don't ever remember seeing Jennifer Hudson at any of uh, WWE event, you know, even yeah. like WrestleMania or anything like that. And David Otunga obviously was, uh, you know, never main event status, obviously, and was more mid card to lower card and then was commentary and then on, you know, panels and stuff and mm -hmm. uh, quickly faded away. But I feel like there was a time or two where he would name drop her, but I don't think, you know, I can't think of any other instance where there's been something like that. And so would WWE, and maybe, maybe they put, you know, maybe, uh, her reps and her people put stipulations or things out there that said, you know, she can't be a part of this or promote this or do that or get physical or do, I, I don't know. And I, yeah. and I wonder if the same would be said, because as we said, they, they do cut to the NFL cuts to shots of Taylor. And by the way, I, Colin Coward on his show talked about this. And I, I think the most camera time she got in any given three hour game was just over one minute throughout the duration of the game. Mm. So it's not like she's on all the time. Um, but like to your point as well, you, the superstar is not going to be, unless she's dating Michael Cole and sitting out there <laughs> watching him do commentary, you know, yeah, there's no other person that's a part of the show as much uh, as a, as a football player would be for yeah. example. So yeah, I, I tend to agree with you in, in that regard that, that, it wouldn't be the same, but I wonder then on the personal life aspect, you know, if Dolph yeah. Taylor had a podcast back in the day when he was dating Amy Schumer, you know, would, would more people tune in and listen and, and want to hear. But I think hmm. uh, even though Taylor Swift has become a little polarizing to some, I, I think Amy Schumer is, is <laughs> very polarizing uh, and, and yeah. would not be as, as, as well received, I think by the WWE. Yeah, I mean, now, yes. Yeah. I think when, you know, during their time when they were dating, I think she was more because she is someone that I mean, I I see billboards for her new show on Hulu. Mm. Um, and that's like the most that I've heard about Amy Schumer in like the last five years. And, uh -huh. you know, I, I mean, I went and saw her perform seven, eight years ago. Mm -hmm. And that was like when she was at the height of her popular. And then she just kind of vanished. And I know there's been 
some allegations, some situations of like joke stealing and, yeah. and whatnot. But but she's just, you know, she's someone who was really popular and then just kind of gone and they moved on. Um, I, I will say real quick, um, talking about, you know, the shots of Taylor Swift during the game. Um, I want you, you said you're going to a Super Bowl party. So I want you to do me a favor since I don't drink anymore. I want you to do a shot every time they show a shot of Taylor <laughs> and then post a YouTube video after the game to show how. See how inebriated I am. Yes. Um, but, you know, I was thinking back when Pamela Anderson showed up at WrestleMania 10 and 11 mm-hmm. and she wasn't dating. I, I think they tried to insinuate there was something between her and Shawn Michaels or her and yeah. Kevin Nash, you know, um, and granted, obviously, that's 30 years ago. Times have changed. You know, TMZ wasn't around at that point. Um, the Internet was just in its infancy. You know, would that have been a bigger deal today if that had happened? You know, or if at that time, if things were like they are today, um, and I, I'm, you know, I would think that WWE got her because of her popularity and because um, trying to get some Main Street pub, and and so I'm trying to think, you know, who other than Taylor Swift would, you know, would this work with today? Well. And, and I wonder, too, because, you know, looking at the numbers for WrestleMania, for example, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we've talked about this in the past, WrestleMania tickets go on sale in, what, October? September, October, October, yeah. September, the previous, you know, the year before the, the, the event. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, they don't completely sell out, but they sell enough that, you know, like you've said before, it could be Barry Horowitz versus Paul Roma is the main event. I'd buy it. But people are already locked in because they've bought because nowadays it it doesn't need Hulkamania or the Macho Man or Ric Flair to Mm -hmm. sell the card. The card is selling on the brand alone. Yeah. And NFL, you know, obviously is is a bit of a different animal, but I think WWE and NFL are similar in that they are both at the high level here in the United States and they are expanding globally. Obviously WWE with, I think right now there are three premium live events, PLEs, you know, formerly known as pay-per-views that are being held outside of the United States this year. Uh, They're going to Germany. They're going to Australia, as we mentioned for, for elimination chamber. Uh, I think money in the bank is in uh, France. Oh, and for, okay, and then there's an event in in Canada. I think or London, wherever wherever the Olympics are, because yeah. like right during the Olympics time. So there are you know several. So obviously they are are trying to make that global footprint even bigger than than it is. And the NFL has been playing games in London for the last couple of years. The Major League Baseball has been doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess I'm saying all this to say is, you know have these companies have these franchises reached a limit here in the United States where we're not going to necessarily draw in new fans. So let's, you know, if if this whole Taylor Swift thing is a a publicity stunt, so to speak, to, to bring in viewership on a global level, because she's in Japan as we are recording this uh, for her concert tour, she was in uh, South America during part of the NFL season and was going back and forth. Travis went there and watched her perform. So as these, uh, you know, WWE has been global for years, but really I feel like in the last year or two, 
and especially with the Saudi Arabia stuff, which is a whole nother controversial issue, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, they're reaching worldwide audiences. And, and again, it's not just a performer. It is the brand itself. That is the brand that is the selling point, you know, mm -hmm. AEW, I think globally with the, the UK event last year, and I guess they're coming back again this year, are they sales are, are doing better there than they are doing here in the States. So how important is that global impact and then having that kind of celebrity push behind it? Yeah. I mean, I think the global impact obviously is important because as you mentioned with AEW, um, you know, if they can do 70,000, 80,000 people for a one-off show mm -hmm. in England or, or Europe anywhere, you know, it beats the, 1500 fans they're drawing in you know for their tv shows mm -hmm. um, and i i'll talk with more about you uh, off air with you about it. i have a something that i read recently that made sense to me but um but yeah the the global impact i mean because you want fans everywhere and you know especially with wrestlemania where you know there's i don't say there's talk but people want WrestleMania to be held outside of America. Sure. But for being in America, the amount of people that come to America for WrestleMania mm -hmm. is, you know, I mean, we've seen it ourselves. We've met people mm -hmm. from other countries at WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, we've, you know, WrestleMania 22, we destroyed American Japanese relations with our friend, Jeremy, who <laughs> was talking to the Japanese people behind us. And, um, only talking Nintendo, but uh, yeah. So I, I mean, I can see. Obviously, you want to expand. You know, if if you're running a, a smart business, you want to expand as big as you can without over. You know, overextending yourself, and I think globally, and and maybe this is just the knowledge of uh, or limited knowledge of the rest of the world but wrestling seems to be more americanized product mm -hmm. and so the major wrestling stars are here in america so if you can get them over to you know it, i mean it, and that relates to the nfl too you know i don't i know i know there's the canadian football league but i don't know if europe has mm -hmm. i mean i know they have football but it's right. not football right now. and um so i think Yes, they want to try to expand. And how do you do that? And obviously, like you said, with Taylor Swift being a huge, you know, I don't think the Chiefs played overseas this season. I think it's mainly the teams that don't draw well at home. Yeah. Uh, most of the part, like, or the Jaguars do it because I believe one that they haven't drawn well previously in the past seasons. Also, um, the cons that own the Jaguar who also own AEW own football state teams in Europe. And right. so I don't know if they play at those stadiums that they own or if they're playing somewhere else, but you know, it, it, that probably also helps with the marketing and with the promotion. Um, but yeah, yes, definitely. I think uh, what I'm trying to say is <laughs> expansion. Good. Expansion. Good. Uh, <laughs> as we kind of wind things down, you know, we've talked about Taylor Swift dating, uh, a WWE or AW superstar, what influence or what impact would that have? Let, let's flip it because as we've seen over the last, I don't know, decade or so, women's wrestling has become increasingly more popular. 
Um, we know that there are several relationships in AEW and in WWE amongst the, the stars there. And then even commingling with AEW stars dating or married to WWE superstars or TNA, you know, all of that comes into play. But could a, a, a female wrestler uh, be involved with a A-list celebrity, you know, male celebrity that, uh, or I guess female, it doesn't matter to me, but, uh, you know, could we see that kind of change and would that, what would that bring to the women's movement? Because I think WWE has done a, a good job after probably years, maybe decades of, of pardon my language, shitting the bed with the women's division. Uh, hey, let's not talk about Vince McMahon here. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> oh, I didn't, I, I should have chose my words more, more carefully that that was not intended. Uh, but you know, if, if we, uh, would it bring any extra, you know, cause I do think there are other companies that could, could bolster and, and, and use mm-hmm. some, some work in their women's division, but what a, what a male influence or what a male, celebrity being involved in women's wrestling give it any sort of boost or any sort of uh, extra credibility and i use credibility kind of loosely here um does tom cruise need a girlfriend or wife maybe i don't yeah probably (laughs) (laughs) um no i you know i do think yes if you're someone with some stature you know that is going to be showing up at award shows or red carpet premieres or something, obviously there would be some bit of a rub, but I don't, I don't, you know, I think it goes into our, the media too. How does the media feel? And then will the media um, promote it? You know, let's say just use Tom Cruise and Bailey right now, um, just for two names that I don't think will ever date, but (laughs) just for sake of argument, um, if they, if Bailey showed up with Tom Cruise at the premiere of Mission Impossible '87, or you know, um, something, would the media care, or would they only focus on Tom because it's wrestling, you know, and wrestling doesn't have the same, you know, well, significance or the same. As you said that, it jogged my memory, and we did have Stacy Keebler dating George Clooney for a minute. Yeah. Um, and I, Which again, I, no I, one cared about. You know, it wasn't a big deal. But then again, Clooney is not a, you know, he I, he's not a recluse, but he's not someone that you see out all the time. I, I remember, like, you know, this was back when WSIL was airing Entertainment Tonight, so the news would end and Entertainment Tonight would come on, and I, and I can remember a couple of stories where they would mention, you know, the former wrestler Stacy Keebler or the former mm-hmm. WWE diva Stacy Keebler. But yeah, it wasn't anything like that. But I also wonder with Logan Paul, what if what if instead of a, becoming a wrestler, which I think he is probably uh, the best celebrity to transition into the ring, um, what if instead Bad of Bunny might have something to say about that? Who? Bad Bunny. Eh, <laughs> I'd have to see more Bad Bunny to to put him up higher, but. Uh, but he is good too. Mm. But what if, or we, we can use Bad Bunny in the example here. What if instead of well, because rest- Bad Bunny was dating a Kardashian, so or a Jenner. Oh really? <laughs> I, I don't keep up with the Kardashians. I I only know that I don't even know why I know this, but yeah, I, I don't know if they still are. But at one point, yes, he was. 
one of the Jenner. I don't know which one, but, <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah, you know, and that's the thing is like with as popular as they are and as popular as bad bunny is, but again, yeah. you know, I think they got together after his Royal rumble and WrestleMania matches, Oh, and, okay. you know, oh, he hasn't okay. really done, you know, other than backlash last year, he hasn't been around yeah. the wrestling world. So it might be different if he did come back for WrestleMania this year. Yeah. Cause then also, you know, then becomes the expectation. We'll go back to Taylor here for a minute. Mm-hmm. If she were dating and I'll, I'll just use Austin theory as the example, um, would there be then that expectation of her getting in the ring or getting physical because, you know, we look and, and see, because obviously we don't expect her to put on pads and go tackle somebody on, on the field. Mm-hmm. But I think anytime there's any sort of celebrity involvement uh, or spousal involvement in, in wrestling, you know, we, we have that expectation as fans, not you and me specifically, but fans mm-hmm. in general think, you know, Oh, well, this is going to lead to a match. And, and sometimes it does lead to a match that we don't need to see, like mm-hmm. her example, having a match or, or, you know, and on those celebrity realms. But I, I wonder, cause I couldn't imagine. And again, I don't know anything about Taylor Swift other than what I hear in, in the media secondhand or third hand, but I couldn't see that kind of, you know, her being a physical kind of person in, in that regard. Mm. Whereas there are other celebrities out there. Amy Schumer, yeah, I could see her kind of going <laughs> and body slamming a couple dudes or something, but uh, Taylor, I'm not so sure. Yeah. Well, and I think Taylor also wouldn't want to take the risk of being injured. Mm-hmm. And, you know, especially if she was in the middle of a tour like she is right. currently. Um, yeah. yeah. And I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I It's one of those things with wrestling where, you know, anytime someone gets involved, you're like, oh, let's see them get physical. And it's like, no, we don't need. Right. Not everyone has to get physical if they show up on a show. And, yeah. you know, sometimes the rub of them being there is just that. But, um, you know, and I don't know why this popped in my head, but like with Jon Stewart, you know. Oh, yeah. Being involved with the show and coming out at SummerSlam and costing John Cena a match. Like, and granted, I know it wasn't Jon Stewart host of Daily Show height of his fame you know he is a few yeah. years past that but even that i don't think got much traction um right in the media and so you know i think if i guess to sum everything up that we've been saying if it's going to be someone coming in and getting publicity for wrestling it's going to have to be I, probably like a taylor swift or someone high up on that level of of you know, where there's a story about them every, seemingly every day right. in the media, because if it's just someone somewhat casual, it, again, I think it's just the wrestling, um, not stereotype, but the, the view vantage point that most people have of wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know? So, well, and I want to save this question for later, but I want to plant the seeds now because we'll talk more about this celebrity uh, in a future episode. But for me, as a young fan in the early eighties, Cindy Lauper came on the scene and I knew Cindy Lauper, you know, hearing her on the radio, I had her uh, uh, cassettes and I bought the 45s of, of all the individual tracks that came out. And I, and I'm trying to remember, and, and I can do more research before we do the episode, but uh, you know, 
was it chicken or the egg with with Cindy Lauper? Was I a fan before Cindy Lauper got involved, or was I a fan after she got? Out? I can't remember that, and and I'd have to go back and look at the timeline. But I'm also trying to remember. You know, I was nine or ten years old, so I don't remember. Was she mainstream enough where she was on Entertainment Tonight? You know, in its infancy, mm -hmm. was she uh, part of that public talk? I, I can remember Madonna, obviously being kind of controversial on everybody talking about her. I don't remember Cindy Lauper in that regard of, of people talking about her, but certainly opening up the doors to get on MTV and become a bit more mainstream with the WWF product at that time. So to your point, you know, I think between her and Mr. T and, and kind of really helping get that foundation built for that first WrestleMania and showing that, yeah, celebrities are involved in this and it's not all carny but i still think even 35 40 years later now there is still that perception and i don't know that that will ever change but i i do find it curious that is cindy lopper the equivalent of what taylor swift would be to the business today if, if taylor i don't think so i think taylor is in a again a stratosphere of her own um, but had michael jackson gotten involved back in the day maybe things would have been different i don't know <clears throat> I'm going to bite my tongue for my sarcastic comment that I was going to make. I'll tell you off air, but um, um, yeah, no. And that's, that's the thing, you know, looking at celebrity involvement in the early days of WrestleMania and even in WCW, you mm -hmm. know, I mean, did people really flock to watch WCW when RoboCop showed up? Right. Right. You know, um, it, and I, you know, I think especially I'm trying to think of all the celebrities that have appeared at WrestleMania. And I, I feel like, I don't know why my mind keeps going back to like nine, 10 and 11, but those were like, I mean, other than Jonathan Taylor Thomas, who mm -hmm. was kind of popular, you know, it was kind of like either B list or past their prime, you know, like Burt Reynolds showing up. Right. And you could pretty much tell that he was there just to collect a paycheck. Like sure. he was not you know, enthused about it. And, and even Jenny McCarthy and Pamela Anderson showed up, but they, you know, I think had social media been around, they would have been checking their Twitter feed more than yeah. paying attention to the match. So, so I think you're going to need some high level star who actually is interested in, you know, and that's the thing with Taylor Swift, you know, when the season first started and she started showing up at games, I was skeptical. I was like, okay, I, you know, I don't know her to be a big football fan, but, and even some of her reactions are kind of like more like, does she know what's going on or is she just reacting because everyone else is reacting? And so, you know, I don't know, but maybe she has picked it up. I heard she has a good uh, blitz defense read and, um, you know, uh, has been playing Madden 24 on the, on the PS five while she's in the air flying to Japan and back. Um, uh, <laughs> But yeah, I just think I just think it has to be if you're going to use a celebrity in wrestling to get eyeballs, it has to be someone huge. And it can't be, you know, going back, we've mentioned Snooki a couple times on this show. I think her being involved, even though she had probably up to that point, one of the best celebrity matches in the show mm -hmm. in WrestleMania history, like I don't think people were looking at her in a and hopefully this makes sense in a positive light. 
Mm. You know, it was more like, oh, that's that reality star that, you know, it's, it's like her and wrestling go together because it's for the. Yeah. Low brow. Yeah. Yeah. So. Interesting. All right. All right. Well, anything else you want to add before we wrap up and put a bow on this week's episode? Um, no, I'm just looking forward to this road to WrestleMania. Um, you know, as cynical as I am, as, as, um, skeptical as I am with the whole thing being the way that WWE originally planned, had planned, I have to say, at least I'm intrigued as to where we go and how we end up there. And, uh, that's something that I don't think has been, you know, present in a lot of road to WrestleManias. This one seems to have more potholes. So, hmm. um, I guess it's fitting that they're driving in Philadelphia. So, <laughs> Which, yeah, speaking of Philadelphia, too, and we'll talk more about this on the WrestleMania episode, but uh, I want to put another prediction out there that Jason Kelsey will be involved in WrestleMania 40 in some capacity as well. And that's where I think if WWE was smart, they would, you know, if they can't get Taylor and and uh, Travis, then you go for the next best thing. Yeah. And and we'll talk more about that as, as we get. Further down the road to WrestleMania, maybe things will be announced. But uh, again, my predictions for uh, WrestleMania as we record eight weeks out is Roman and Rock eventually wrestle with Roman being the babyface. And we see an appearance of some sort from Jason Kelsey on either night one or night two of WrestleMania 40. And what's your Super Bowl prediction? Uh, My Super Bowl prediction, I am going to go with the Chiefs. but I do not think there's going to be a proposal on the field that <laughs> Swifties and some others have speculated. So, all right. Who's got the best commercial? Um, I'm going to go with State Farm. I don't know. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, you know, I was just watching a YouTube video yesterday of a guy who went through like the last 25 years of commercials and mm-hmm. kind of like, broke them down and, and, and talked about how commercials have gotten less interesting over the last few years. And I think part of that is because they released the commercials ahead of time. Right. So you don't have the, the, you know, the specialness of them, but um, I I'm trying to think of what I've read is going to be there. I'm going to, I'm going to say Doritos just out of <laughs> Doritos always seems to always put up a good commercial. And right now, I guess in Vegas, the, uh, Luxor, which is the pyramid mm-hmm. hotel, one whole side of that is a Dorito chip. Ah, so. branding, baby. Yeah. Hey, I had a Super Bowl last year for the college I work at. We we did a Super Bowl, a local Super Bowl, mm-hmm. commercial, but yeah, it didn't uh, didn't do didn't do much. So, mm-hmm. but it was fun. So, who do you think is going to win the game? I'm going to go 49ers. Okay, I think. Well, you're a California guy. I'm a Missouri guy, so or originally Missouri guy. So I guess so. Yeah. Too bad the uh, Chiefs play in Kansas. Apparently. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that story, but I'll tell you later. Yes. Yes. Well, everyone, for Chad Smart, I am Kevin Huntsberger. Thanks for listening and/or watching this week's episode. Have a great week and enjoy. Well, the Super Bowl's over, but enjoy mm-hmm. uh, the week of wrestling that is ahead, as well as the road to WrestleMania. And the USFL kicks off next week or the, in two weeks. Woohoo! This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. <laughs> <laughs>